48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Health officials report another 153 deaths from COVID and more than 31,000 official positive tests. Three more clinics are earmarked for the treatment of COVID patients with mild symptoms. And the security secretary announces the launching of a new hotline for people to report their positive tests. The Center for Health Protection says 153 people with COVID have died in the past 24 hours, similar to the death toll reported yesterday. The number of infections, though, dropped significantly, with the center recording just over 31,000 new cases today, down from just over 37,500 yesterday and over 50,000 on three days last week. But the center's Dr. Albert Al said it was too early to judge whether or not the fifth wave had peaked. He spoke through an interpreter. For the past week or two, I think many citizens have been testing themselves using rapid test kits, and such figures cannot be reflected in our caseload. What we can see is that we have been covering buildings by having restriction and testing decorations, and then the number of positive cases is high, uh, even up to 10 to 15 percent. So you can see that um, the infection in the community is still very serious. Starting from tomorrow, three more clinics will be designated for COVID patients with mild symptoms, taking the total number of such clinics to 17. They are in Kwai Chong, Diamond Hill and Tai Po. Dr. Larry Lee from the Hospital Authority says officials are now working to convert more beds for COVID treatment. We are working out uh, a full speed and try to elaborate on the general ward. As I mentioned before, we try to install the fan and also to enhance the engineering, try to uh, make sure a safe, uh, safe environment to capacitate the COVID patients. And now we do it as soon as possible and towards the directions to 50%. Dr. Lee said the HA was in constant communication with the private sector about taking patients. Dr. Henry Yang from the Hong Kong Chinese Medical Association says the government should set clearer roles for different private hospitals so they can better help fight the pandemic. He made the comment after Vice Premier Hang Zheng reportedly questioned why private hospitals had not been helping to treat COVID patients. Dr. Yang said not all private hospitals should admit COVID patients as it was also important for people with serious illnesses to receive tra- treatment in a safe setting. But he said, the hosp- he said the government should mobilize those private hospitals which were able to take in COVID patients. I think the government should be the leader in these private public operations, you know, one way to fight against the Omicron and at the same time to give hope to those patients who are in need, in urgent need of receiving medical uh, surgical treatment in a clean environment. And that's the duty of the government. Security Secretary Chris Tang says authorities are launching a new hotline for people who have just tested positive for COVID so isolation can be arranged. Anyone who tests positive can send a WhatsApp message to 52331833 as long as they have no symptoms or the symptoms are mild. Mr Tang said priority will be given to those whose living conditions are unsuitable for self-isolation. He spoke to reporters today after inspecting the makeshift isolation facility in Chengyi.
We will try to arrange、um, the admittance into these、uh, isolation facilities as soon as possible. And、um, basically, all depends on the availability of the rooms and the situation of the individuals. For example, we're going to launch the、uh, hotline、um, later this evening, and we expect the first batch of people being sent here will be、uh, tomorrow morning. The chief secretary says people will be well informed about the upcoming mass COVID testing exercise, and have sufficient time to prepare for it. Frank Young reports. Writing on his blog, John Lee said the government is still preparing for the operation, one that he said was being formulated according to Hong Kong's actual circumstances. He pledged that authorities will give details and explanations of the exercise in good time to let citizens prepare. Mr. Lee again offered assurances that there will be sufficient supplies, and people should not be swayed by online speculation and rumors. He said they should instead pay more attention to information released by the government. And on to the weather. Currently, it's 18 degrees Celsius. The humidity, 82 percent. RTHK. The time is now five minutes past 11. The government has locked down eight housing blocks in Kowloon City, Yunlong, and Aberdeen after sewage samples from them tested positive for COVID. Residents of Lokcheng House, Yancheng House, and Hongcheng House at the Kaicheng Estate, as well as those living in Shinoi House, Shinyong House, and Shinlang House at the Longshin Estate or Hoichun Court and Hoichu Court at the Aberdeen Centre, must get tested for COVID and then stay at home. The exercises are expected to be completed by tomorrow lunchtime. The Secretary for Labor and Welfare, Lo Chi Kuang, says he's written to the Philippines Consul General, reiterating the government's commitment to protecting and supporting foreign domestic helpers. He also told employers they could be prosecuted for throwing out helpers who come down with COVID-19. Mike Weeks reports. Lord Chi Kuang's warning follows widespread reports of domestic workers being kicked out of people's homes after they were infected with the coronavirus or having nowhere to stay after their contracts end. Writing in his weekly blog, he pointed out that this is not just a local matter but part of Hong Kong's external affairs. He said he needed to prevent it from becoming a diplomatic spat. He said any abuse of the system, such as the recent unreasonable and illegal dismissal of domestic workers, would undermine Hong Kong's reputation. Mr. Law also warned employers that they could be prosecuted for turning helpers out onto the streets, adding that such actions would make hiring of domestic workers more difficult for other families in future. The Food and Environmental Hygiene Department says the Shengshui Slaughterhouse will resume services tomorrow. The abattoir has been closed for more than a week since after a number of workers came down with COVID. The department says local and mainland live pigs will be supplied to the slaughterhouse as usual from tomorrow, and auctions will be held. It says the slaughtering of live pigs will resume at midnight on Tuesday. Turning overseas, the Ukrainian authorities say the area northwest of the capital Kiev is experiencing constant bombardment on the 11th day of the conflict. Heavy fighting with Russian forces is taking place in Bucha, Hostomel, and Irpin. The BBC's James Reid has the latest. The towns northwest of Kiev have been the scene of bitter fighting since the first days of the war. Russian airborne and armored forces advancing from Belarus have been trying to break through in the hope of encircling the capital. But they face determined resistance from Ukrainian troops, who've held their ground despite relentless shelling. The consequences for the civilian population have been dire, 
The Ukrainian authorities have been rushing to evacuate them across a river. Latest reports say the area has been hit by mortar fire, with three civilians killed. The United Nations Refugee Agency says more than one and a half million Ukrainians have now fled the war. The UNHCR's head has called it the fastest-growing refugee crisis in Europe since the Second World War. Poland alone has received more than 900,000 people. The Moldovan president Maya Sandu said her country had received about 250,000 refugees. She spoke through an interpreter. The Republic of Moldova does need assistance and immediate and significant contribution of the international community so that our people and our economy can cope uh, with these um, uh, challenges and the inflow of refugees. We do need urgently assistance for the temporary accommodation of those people in order to offer them uh, the most necessary items and also to be uh, capable to redirect the inflow of refugees towards the European countries which have a high capacity to receive them. To sports now, the biggest match in this weekend's English Premier League kicks off in just over an hour's time. Here's the BBC's Maz Faruqi. There's only one place we can start in the Premier League this weekend, with that huge derby at the Etihad between the champions Manchester City and Manchester United on Sunday. United, as we know, have been inconsistent under Ralph Ranić this season. But the old saying is that form goes out the window when it comes to fixtures with fierce rivalries like these. And United will hope to replicate what they managed at their City rivals last season when they delayed their title-winning party with a 2-0 win. And skier Zhang Mengqiu has won China's first ever gold in Winter Paralympics Alpine skiing competitions. Zhang won the women's Super G standing race at the Games in Beijing. Marie Boucher of France took silver and Canadian Alana Ramsey bronze. And that's the news from RGHK. Thanks a lot. Uh, we'll have more headlines coming up at midnight. Ten minutes after eleven, hour two of Sunday late.
And into this hour with massive attack.